Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hello all, here we are again, Sunday Q&A. Right, so, thanks very much for all your responses to my What Should I Do? Curtain Cider RO Licence. Um, I think I'll try for the sponsors first, shall I? Uh, I think it's definitely a lot more involved than it used to be back in the day when I got mine. And bear in mind that I got a restricted and now I'm talking about a national. Uh, so, anyway, my advice. Thank you very much. Always gratefully received. Uh, B. Carroll and both uh, Lee Westcott say, get the end users first. Get some end users that need seven and a half tonners. You can always post it on the exchange. And then once you post it on the exchange, if you find that you get them on a regular basis, then maybe thinking about going it for them. Um, Damien Luton Govan says that there's a firm out there, you know, if you want to convert, right, yeah, that's a good question, guys. If you want to convert um, your current Luton to a curtain side, there's a firm out there, they're talking 1450 plus VAT. I think Al's found 800, it might be 800 plus VAT. If anyone knows, anyone out there knows, someone who converts Luton vans, the cheapest, best way to convert a Luton van from a normal box to a curtain side, or something else I've even thought about doing, is just changing the box completely. Someone out there that maybe you could actually roll in, they'll take your box off and put a different box on, but you would still want the tail, that's the only thing. If you know anything, please let me know, and of course I will gladly pass it on, because I am just a conduit here. I, I don't profess to know anything, I'm learning as I go. But yes, yeah, so 1,500 quid to convert. So now the, the kind of the, the, the scales are tipping a little bit like this, aren't we really, what we got there. Um, yeah, also B. Carroll, a lot of people have told me B. Carroll, uh, John Baker, um, Gary John Baker rather, um, Jonathan Lawrence and uh, Barry Petrie have all said, right, basically what you're looking at, uh, you've got this, this CPC thing, which I think, I believe, is a transport manager. You'll need to either have a transport manager or you'll need to do the transport manager exams. It strikes me by the sounds of things, the transport manager exams uh, cost about 400 quid and it's a week course. So that's a week off work, isn't it, really? Um, so you could be your own transport manager and you've got to review it every five years. That's on top of everything else. Um, and of course, then there's always the fear that once you get curtain siders, people, oh, and old oh, Franz Van Schwock as well. Thank you very much, Franz. Nice to speak to you. Um, yeah, it's all about out there. So the question is what to do. So I think what I want to do at the moment is I'm going to make inroads. If nothing else, at least I can share what I'm doing with you guys, so you'll have a better idea what's going on. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ring the ministry. I'm going to ring Voza and go, can you send me a pack? <laughs> and then I can actually work out what is actually involved and what I've got to do. Because if you could do it in small steps, if you could just like, well, I've got to fill in that form, then I've got to take out that advert, and I've got to do that. You get there, well, maybe I've got to do this course, or maybe I can hire someone, and I can do this course at a later time. I'm going to look into it is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make inroads. I'll let you know how I go. I may well fall at the first hurdle. I may well carry on. Um, 
but if nothing else, at least I can share my experiences with you guys, and then you guys got a better idea. Alternatively, what I really want to go for is um, up to me, Papa Yonko, um, who turned around and said, buy a helicopter. I've always wanted to fly a helicopter. When I was a kid, I used to watch Magnum. I didn't want to be Tom Sonic. I wanted to be TC. I thought he's got the ideal job. What he does is basically kick around in Hawaii and fly tourists around like Hawaii and a helicopter for a living. I thought that would be a nice thing to do. Unfortunately, not so much. I ended up driving a van. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, the, the, the video on end users, Steve Davis, said he's tried doing what I've been doing for years and it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, mate, I know. It's a hard nut to crack. It really, really is, trust me. If, if it wasn't such a hard nut to crack, I wouldn't be thinking about going down the larger vehicle situation. But um, we, we'll keep trying. All you can do, I've, I've always maintained that if you bang your head against a brick wall for long enough, eventually the brick wall will fall over. But um, we'll just keep trying. And um, is it Sheriff Chow Chowdhury? Sorry, I'm not great at writing. Otherwise, I'd have your names better. He had a big customer. He said we were sending in 10 vans a day. And then the customer got sort of caught up in some fraud thing. He wasn't clear about it. Um, and he said, and we lost the customer. This is another thing in life. You've got, it's also sort of the transport thing. You've got to keep running. If you, even if you've got a load of customers or if you've got one decent customer, you've got to be looking all the time because you don't know at any one stage when they might disappear. You've almost got to run quite fast to stand still. But that is basically life and it really kind of, if you want to stay where you are, you've got to run. If you want to get ahead, you've got to sprint. It gets tiring. But hey, those are the rules. So there you go. Right, miscellaneous questions. What we got? Um, Big T, is it wise to join between now and February? I'll be honest with you, mate, and I'm sure a lot of you will concur with us out there. It's tough out there at the moment. Uh, this uh, Friday, I looked at the load alerts. There was between 30 and 45. Normally on a Friday, we might have 100, 150. It takes a while for everything to get back into the size of things. That said, you've got to join sometime if you are going to join. Um, if you, or We'll say if you join now and things aren't quite the way they worked out, uh, how you hope them to be i wouldn't be too dispirited it does pick up slowly as the year goes on um up to christmas when it actually speeds up and then things just slowly it just kind of takes a while it's like a great big machine it takes an oil tanker like you know it takes a while to break and then it takes a while to start going again but when it does start going it does start going so the choice is yours at the end of the day my friend all i would say is if you join now don't get too disheartened if you don't see too many jobs it will pick up um echo healthcare Oh, thanks very much. You know, good bit of feedback here. Um, yeah, you apparently, you know, ask the question, can you charge VAT um, if you're out, if you're doing jobs for people out of the country? You can only charge VAT if you're registered within that country. So you can charge VAT here, but if you do a job out in Paris or France or something like that, no VAT, apparently. He also said he's based up in Scotland. Not Scotland. And uh, my, family, my wife's family's from Scotland. And um, is it worth getting a larger van? Well, he's in three metre. I've always said Luton with a curtain, but, you know, bearing in mind the first five minutes of this video, I'm debating on getting a truck. I'm thinking, I also like trucks. When I was a market trader, I was driving around in um, a seven and a half tonner, which is not quite a truck truck, as you guys, proper truckers will know. But you're just a little bit higher up. You've got a little bit more space. People give way to you. It's just a bit more comfortable. I wonder how much of this is, to down, is down to whether I'm doing it because I think it's economically viable and some of it is because I just actually want to drive a lorry again, uh, a sort of mini lorry. Um, but yeah, I always recommend a bigger part. I think basically 
we'll see how it pans out, but I still say the ideal van is a Luton with a curtain side and a tail lift. You can do pretty much all of the jobs with none of the aggravation, and that may be the way this pans out. We'll see. Um, Doggy and Digger. Hello, mate. How are we doing? If you use it... No, right now, this is a question I didn't quite understand, so I'm just going to read it, and please, just if, you, if you've got any feedback, that'd be great. He's looked into it, and he says, if you use the van for personal use, the company has to pay benefit-in-kind tax of £3,460, of which the individual has to use, has to pay £686. Uh, I, really thought, I don't fully understand the question, I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, I just kind of drive the van, do the invoices and, and sort of get the money in. Um, but if anyone understands it, please, if you could, you know, if you could um, clear that one up, that would be great. Uh, what else we got? Gold member. What age is the best to buy for, the best van, the best, uh, for your first van? I always say, buy the best van you can with the money you've got. Obviously, you're constrained. And I would say you, you, you've got an idea of what you want to go with. Put as much money as you're comfortable in, and the van should jump out at you. Normally you go, well, that one's okay, that's a bit rubbish. Oh, hang on a second, there's one here. That's a good price, and the mileage is low. I don't understand why that's that cheap. Just get the best you can. You can always change it at a later date, but you've got to start somewhere, and the best thing, the best way to do it is just to do it, just to get yourself started. So, uh, right, what else we got? I can them. Uh, jobs delivering through the night. Uh, they do exist, mate. They tend to, what tends to happen is you'll get a job come up at, like, say, one of our drivers, um, Khalid. Hello, mate. Um, he loves a job through the night, and he'll pick up one in sort of, like, it tends to pick up in Hounslow at, like, 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and it's always delivering to Aberdeen, delivering to Edinburgh. He doesn't always get a job back, but he gets enough money on the way up there, and he doesn't seem to care. And he'll only do one or two jobs a week, but he'll just, he just loves the distance. You'll pick up in Hounslow, drive up to Aberdeen, just hammer up there, drop it off in the morning, and then come home. And you can do his money in two jobs. You know, there's a lot of diesel on there, and, it seems, and if he can get a job back, all the better, but he just doesn't seem to care. But jobs through the night do exist, but they tend to pick up, like, you know, it's one of those dropping off now, picking up now, dropping off in the morning. So, yeah, they are out there. Um, but if you actually, if you're thinking of finishing work at like seven, eight o'clock, then going looking for a job, you know, doing a few little jobs around town, it does tend to run from about half eight to about half five Monday to Friday. There's not, you get airport jobs, but there's not that many jobs ping up on the CX outside of hours, unless you can get them, like I say, at like two o'clock in the afternoon, dropping off at eight o'clock next morning. Hope that answers your question. Um, Steve Wood, oh, the speed awareness, is it interactive? Um, kind of. You go to the speed awareness course, they'll put you on a table of about four people or six people, and they'll get you to talk to each other, and they'll get you to do the thing. The truth of the matter is you can interact as much or as, like, as little as you like. You can either sit there quietly, or you can answer their questions. I tended to answer the questions because I'm just more comfortable speaking. But... Um, it's a little bit interactive, but it's not too intuitive. There was one guy on our table who I actually think fell asleep. Um, but, and they kind of had to say, mate, you kind of need to stay awake for this. But he was, he's an old fella, and we kind of just went, we'll just let him play the game a little bit. If he, if he starts to snore, I'll nudge him. Um, Mark Fitzpatrick. Okay, could you sign right the side of your van with a Courier Exchange logo and possibly get some money from the Courier Exchange? You and also, uh, Lee Westcott said about sign and vans. On the whole, it's better to drive in a plain van. 
because you're going in as a company. So if you're going in as Barry Couriers or Superfast Couriers, you've got to say I'm Superfast Couriers. So they really want plain vans. You could put sign right on the side of your van. You could potentially like the taxis, put adverts on the side of your van. Um, whether you get any money for it, don't know. You could ring the Couriers Exchange and ask them. I don't think they're set up that way. But no, on the whole, I think plain van seems to be much simpler and the way forward. What else have we got here? Lloyd, I'm sorry, terrible handwriting. How much does a shipper charge for a small van? Per mile? As much as he possibly can. I would say uh, you'd probably be looking to sell the job on about 65p and you'd probably be looking to sell it on to your customer at a pound. So you make 35p a mile. But the truth of the matter is you get what you can. It's like anything in life. If you can make 15 pence a mile, brilliant. You know, that'll do. If you can make £2 a mile, if your customer's happy to pay it, you get what you can. The problem is the more you charge, the more they have the possibility your customer might go somewhere else. So it really is just a matter of getting what you can, to be honest with you. But on the whole, I would say, as a shipper, you'd be looking at either a third, a third to double. So if you were putting a small van job on at 65p, you might be quoting your customer at between a pound and one thirty. Let me know if I'm wrong. That's kind of how we do it, but I'm sure you guys have got a better idea than I have. Uh, Christian Omboli said, um, oh yeah, people, <laughs> he said people who join the CX, he said it's a rat race and then complain about um, low pay. It is an auction. You know, and it is a matter of putting in the cheap. It's not always a matter of putting in the cheapest price, bear in mind. It sometimes is a matter of how close you are. It's a matter of your feedback. It's a matter of how well you get on with the person on the phone. There's a lot more to it than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I always remember thinking, says, you know, if you join the rat race and you win, you're still a rat. But it, no, it's not. It is what it is. It's just an auction. It's like anything else in life. People want the best and the cheapest that they can get. And so you've got to be that guy. But... Yeah, I, I never. I know that the few. You know, you can complain about the low prices, but the truth of the matter is, it's just like anything else in life. It's a free market system, and as long as I'm buying from Amazon, which I am, and expecting the guy to deliver it for free for practically nothing, I don't really think I'm in a position to comment. So there we go. And I'm still, you know, the, the, the money is still there on jobs. So uh, Paul Wilkins said he's left Amazon to join CX. Amazon again. Um, should he be cheaper to get uh, positive feedback? Well, Tony said he did, my mate Tony got me started, he did his first job for free. He said like the London taxi drivers do, because it brings good luck. I didn't do my first job for free. Well, I did. I actually did my first job for um, Star Careers have now gone bust and owe us money. So technically I kind of did, but um, I didn't actually, I bid on it. Um, the truth of the matter, when you start, it's just a matter of getting yourself up and running. I do say, this, you know, I, I do think that maybe, if you're in a small van, for example, rather than bidding 65p a mile, maybe be 50p a mile, just because you win that many more jobs just to start with. And then, you know, you don't get quite so dispirited of sitting going, well, I've just joined. I've been sitting here all morning. I haven't got a job. You want them to go, you want to put the bid in. I'll send the jobs through to you now. As you get a bit more experience, then maybe clock the price up a little bit. But yeah, no, that's not a bad idea, my friend. And also, as you do more jobs, hopefully you do the job well, you get good feedback. That will stand you in good stead. So ultimately, you've got to bid what you're happy bidding. You know, Bid the job that you're comfortable, bid the price that you're comfortable with, and hopefully that will work out for you. But yeah, wouldn't it? Particularly in January, I say bid a little bit cheaper in January. As the amount of jobs start to increase, then maybe we can get back to like normal pricing again. Well, I would love normal pricing. Um, OC said, when does, um, yeah, when do the jobs pick up on the CX? I would say it happens slowly. 
you know, we start off in January and it's, it's you know, everything's slowed down for Christmas. It's like, again, it's like moving an oil tanker. It's sort of, as, as we get, as the year goes by, it slowly increases right up until the end of the year and then it goes quiet again. So, yeah, that's basically it, guys. So I'm going to let you, get, um, I'm going to keep you informed. I'm going to get the pack and see what I'm going to, I kind of figure being in the transport industry, an operator's license is kind of a standard thing. I've also got a mate around the corner who used to, when I had a truck, who um, has got his own, he runs lorries. And I'm semi-tempted to go, have you got space on your operator's license for me? But then again, I think he might have a restricted. So I'm going to look into it. And when I look into it, I'll keep you informed. Um, in the meantime, it's tough in January. And before we go, the last, my, my favourite um, comment of the week, I said, Longfinger, hello, mate, how you doing? And he said, because we were talking about the idea that if um, people, you know, how to get people to pay you, that they owe you the money. And he said, if they, if they pay late, leave them negative feedback. He said, he said, we're not allowed to deliver half an hour late. How come they're allowed to pay a month late? And I thought, that's a really good point, actually. Bearing in mind the fact that, you know, if I deliver three quarters an hour late, someone's got the right hump. But I can ring them up and say, you were supposed to pay me at the end of January. It's now June. Can I have some money, please? And ask for another week. You sort of go, come on now, guys. Anyway, that's it. Sunny Q&A. Uh, yeah, let's see what the week holds. I'll let you know how, which course I decide to go. Maybe I will buy that helicopter. You've got to work your fans and feet at the same time. Um, like I say, I'll keep you informed. But while you're out there, guys, take care, take money. Speak to you soon.